0: Bitty bitty bum, bum. How's everyone else feeling about everything? <laughs>
1: what kind of question is that, bro? Uh,
0: we just told you we can't ask that que- answer that question. <laughs> what, what do you mean? What is that question?
1: How are y'all feeling about what's, stuff? What's on your
0: guys' minds? Permission
1: to approach the bench. Well, p- please. Welcome. <laughs> no, you got that something? Was you. Oh. No, I was asking for you. Permission to ask a irrelevant question. <laughs> <laughs> How's it all feeling mm-hmm. out there, guys?
0: Wiser be back in gave me the download a couple of weeks ago when he asked what question did you ask and you're all I asked this question you guys just roasted me
1: the spot. that's so funny but <laughs> <laughs> right, we all got to we got to the base of it because I, I didn't roast you dude but you did get roasted by another guy I got roasted by another guy yeah the one you're talking about you got mini roasted that's the I think that was the real trigger for you micro roasted yeah oh, micro roasted yeah. <laughs> great. Trying to Sam- become micro-roaster of the year. We sample roasting here? <laughs> yeah, dude, sample roaster we of got the year. sample roasted. Could you guys put us in there and roast Mag finally as macro or micro-roaster of the year? Just a direct request. Love Can to be on another magazine. Roaster of
0: the year, maybe? Wow. Maybe just a category that's <sighs> roaster.
1: <laughs> roaster that you need to know uh,
2: about. I'm a, I'm a little dry today, so. It's okay. If you guys have anything. Southern California
1: is super wet right now. <laughs> Thanks to the hurricanes. <laughs> Thanks, Hillary. Hopefully, everybody's okay down there, though. I just don't want to make light of that. I did want to make a joke about it, though, so I did. Sorry. Well, all I've seen is just pictures of people on the beach. Oh, uh, no, there's flooding. Well,
0: yeah, there's that, but I saw all kinds of shit underwater.
2: Yeah, same.
0: <laughs> I Looks like our algorithms are saying different yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was showing me the news. It did not look, Coachella, did not look good Coachella, Dodger Stadium. It was pretty wet over there. It was, it was really? not. Yeah. I mean, good. there's
1: definitely some flash floods. I don't think it were to do in like loss of life unless it's some of the unfortunate like homeless population, but A lot of wet. A lot of wet. A lot of wet. Lot of wet. First tropical um, storm and then you know what? Feels like it up here. Feel that wind. So anyways, happy Monday or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> This is amazing! I' so psyched. I'm feeling pretty good, dude. I'm feeling pretty good. You want us to tell uh, tell you stuff?
2: No, I just I
1: talking about the people out there, dude. Tell us what you want us to tell you. We actually could help.
2: <laughs> well, I mean that email that I showed you this morning. Which email? Oh, I you,
0: don't even know how to answer. You those got questions. electronic mail? Yeah. It's
1: maybe we should start just like directly answering like we're giving advice but it's like maybe it doesn't have to be the stuff we do in our own cafes at all well i think the just one tell of the people problems what to that do. i
0: have with the questions are that people ask such vague
2: questions a lot They're of the all, time. just tell me what to do i i would like some specificity you want to specifically speak to it and ask the question ask the specificity questions <sighs> call them out well, I'm not even Maybe trying to call anybody. No, no, not call them, no, yeah, no, call like, them out. Like I genuinely out, but... would
0: like to be helpful, yeah, yeah. but it's really hard to be helpful when questions are super vague. So yeah. the question that we got this morning was about give me the, yeah, give me the... succession planning in a cafe. What? How do we prepare for A, either selling it or kicking it down to our employees or C, whatever? I'm...
1: Succession planning is a concept we just talk about, but that's a whole podcast worth of conversation. I think. Yeah, you have. Yeah, because I mean, the short answer before you even get any deeper is like you have to plan like if you want to do anything. I mean, my mindset, you have um, to have some form of succession planning to begin with.
0: Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I don't feel like... I mean, we don't have a succession plan for this place. But we do in the context of we
1: don't run the cafe specific, specifically. No, so, I think
0: he's talking about... He's mentioning, like, selling the business or... Oh, yeah. He, so, overall,
1: to,
2: summarize, to summarize the way I yeah, read it... It's a, whole to, a whole different thing. This going down a whole rabbit
1: hole. Selling your business is like... He's
2: saying in... the like you goodles? I want to discuss ownership transition planning for the coffee uh, industry. My local area, several independent coffee shops were crushing it recently and then were acquired by a coffee collaborative. So the way I interpret that, interpret that is like independent coffee shops who were maybe operating and doing sure. their own sure, thing sure. were bought up by a bigger company that probably doesn't care what that own thing was. And That's I read that I same it.
0: sentence as independent coffee shop that got absorbed by some sort of coffee cohort uh Entity thing. Like no, the glass no, jar no, here not, in town, because the glass uh, jar owns like restaurants company. and
1: cafes. You think like like uh employee owners. Yes, exactly. Uh, I don't but it could be that. I mean there's a lot of options. Because you the flip side of the sen-
2: the flip side of the other sentences, meanwhile, several other sh- uh shops have closed for good. So it's like you're either So it's like he's seen people going from doing their own thing, then transitioning into either being bought up by something else, or just closing in general. And after that, he goes, do coffee shops ever see a second generation of ownership, or is it always boom or bust? So, meaning, like, sure, how many, starting Cat and Cloud, like, what's the end game? I mean, I'm in the Marvel. mindset
0: of building the business, not getting rid of it, so it's really Same. hard to talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, we're doing well, so how to get rid of this isn't really on my mind. yeah.
2: And that's so it's I'm uh, yeah. It's not a matter of getting rid of it, but it's you know what is Cat and Cloud in forty plus years? One of
0: the things that I've realized in my relatively short time on this earth now <laughs> because I'm at that middle age, you know, or I couldn't claim to be a buying cars, super from the wise 90s. sage or anything like that, but so much of what we're doing is completely unknown. Like if yeah. if you had to picture your life 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, it would be really hard for me to say exactly what that means, you know, because even if you have a business with a strong set of core values and a mission statement, the world around you changes and businesses need to continually adapt to those changes in some way or another, or they do risk getting left behind. So I couldn't say exactly what Cat and Cloud would look like in 20 years. I can make some guesses, but I'm I'm not super attached to it being. It's got to be exactly like this, or I don't care about it. it it's a little bit more.
2: It's malleable than that, and yeah. it's being it's beholding the idea and not the box. Well, I mean, we talked about Kodak a couple weeks yeah. ago. Perfect
0: example. Yeah, we did. So. You don't want to Kodak yourself. You got to be a little bit open to some sort of adventure. But yeah. I, I think the question that this person's asking doesn't necessarily have anything to do with coffee. It's really a personal business-to-business question. You know, the fact that most coffee shops go out of business isn't super surprising because most businesses go out of business. What's what totally. is the rate of businesses that succeed? It's it's relatively low. Pretty low. And even if you look at, I can't remember the data, but I was digging into it it's pretty interesting that even the average lifespan of a Fortune 500 company is shorter now than it's ever been, where you used to have these really long-standing legacy companies and those are getting even more and more rare. rare. It seems like businesses are on a shorter
2: life cycle. So, And if you pair that with the mindset of, you know, it's okay to fail because you're not really, you're just learning. As long as you learn something from things that don't go right, if you pair that with like these short life cycle businesses. It's... Well, then what do people want to do? You know,
0: I, I feel like there's a lot of different kinds of people who start businesses. There's people who start businesses because they think it'll be an easy path to a little bit of free money or, you know, simple money. And they'll get to kind of be their own boss and do whatever they want. That's one expectation of starting a business. Some people want to have a business that they don't. Uh, that they, they take like a really passive interest in yeah, they want to pay for people to work for them basically. Yeah. Some people yeah. get some people it's just like a hobby and they get bored. So people could exit out of owning a business for a multitude of different reasons, and I don't think there's just one. You know, yeah. throughout my life in coffee, so I used to work at Ritual and it seems like Eileen is in the process of figuring out how to transfer her the business that she built over to her employees in some That's sort the of role. We don't know if I some don't know sort for of sure cohort so one. that's one thing i've worked for another dude in the small town i grew up in who had a business and it was kind of like a hobby and he just kind of got over it because he didn't really care that much not in a bad way he genuinely did like coffee but it's just like ah that's it's, whatever i don't care i don't care enough to try to keep it alive or to put in the input into it so it's i don't know it, you know the answers is as open as there are there's as many answers as there are businesses yeah
2: so it's, it's 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 partially the answer is it, it it depends
1: on what you're trying to do it depends on who
0: you are and what you want
1: yeah, yeah. i mean there's just so many answers you know if you're going to try to get your business acquired or sold then it's like there's a million different ways you can look at evaluating your business and if it's even worth any money and blah 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 so on and so forth if you want to get rid of yeah there's do you want to sell it to your team do you want to sell it to you know like yeah that's a whole thing that why,
2: and I wouldn't. Why do you guys think so many things like think like Blue Bottle selling to Nestle? Why do you think so many bigger companies sold?
0: I don't think so many bigger companies sold at all. I think there's a handful of coffee companies that sold, and there's probably hundreds of thousands of coffee companies in the U.S. that no one has ever heard of. True. You know, it. Yeah, the largest those, ones sold. Some of most... those things got some big press. Yeah, but. That's definitely not normal, you know. To be able to build a company and sell it for millions of dollars is rare. Because yeah. let's count them off. Stumptown, Intelligentsia, Blue Bottle. Pete's is owned by the same holding company that owns, you know. In, & Colombe's
1: in, in there, I think. Yeah,
0: so there's less than 10 in, Out the, of whole, how many in the whole came history from? of specialty coffee who Equator's have been acquired owned by, by them, right? companies. Equator's
1: owned by Equator still, right? As far as I as know. As far as I know. Yeah. But even it, like throw like larger in, ones, yeah. Like, throw
0: in three or four more that we are not thinking of right now, and you're still less than
1: <laughs>
0: less than ten, you know. Yeah. So it's not common at all. I think it's a.
1: I don't want to say. Well, I don't know what I'm going to say. Actually, I think you sell for just a bunch of different reasons. You never know. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons to sell or not sell. Well, I mean, reasons to sell. Yeah. There's a million some money, of them, but you the, know, it's like. The ability
0: to sell? People are acting like they're going to build a company and sell it. You're not going to fucking build a company and sell it. You ain't doing shit. You know what I mean? How egotistical are you (laughs) that you're going to build a company and sell it? Meanwhile, your day-to-day operations are fucked. You can't get people in the door. Your employees hate you. Everything's going wrong. I'm not calling out anybody specifically, and I'm not even talking about anybody in specialty coffee, but it's like think of the businesses you interact with in a day. There's a reason I only go to three or four restaurants in this whole entire town. And there's a reason I only go to three or four coffee shops in this whole entire town. And there's more. It's just that most places aren't terribly well run. Well, now, I'm was, not saying we're perfect, but yeah. we try and put a lot of intention into it what was, we're doing. It was
2: funny. I was sitting with Diego this morning and he was saying just that. He, I was asking him, like, hey, what do you want to hear on the podcast this morning? And he was just like, he 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 went off talking about how what was the inspiration for creating such a great work environment? Like he came from a place where, you know, it sucked work sucked. And then he comes here and he just sees people who just want to be here. And yeah, it was just, it's just an interesting perspective from him as far as I'm surrounded by people that care about what they're doing. And yeah, he was just in, interested to see where that came from.
0: And you were too scared to lead with that question 45 minutes ago, huh? You, <laughs> that, was <a> great, <laughs> that was a great question. <laughs> good question, Diego.
1: Next good week. question. Next week.
2: Not going to answer it. That's a good question. Well, how do you answer that question? But
0: That's easy. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's empathy in terms of I remember what it feels like to have a job where no one gave a shit about you, and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to go to work when you think no one cares. It doesn't feel good to go to work and people treat you like an idiot. It doesn't feel good to go to work and not know what you're working for. Those things are annoying. And I've had both kinds of jobs. I've had jobs where my bosses really invested in me, went the extra mile and cared. And I've had jobs where my bosses cussed me out and told me I was fucking stupid. And I don't think anybody should ever have to work in an environment where their boss cusses them out and tells them that they're fucking stupid. No one should have to do that. Now, mm-hmm. it's tricky because I'm not saying I want to create a work <laughs> environment where it's just hey man, Free whatever you want to yeah. do, it's good. No, these there's things that go together, you know, with that um with that autonomy, with that good leadership, with that freedom that you have, you got to do the fucking work. You have to come and want to work hard, and then those other things, they even mean more in a situation like that. So, when I say words like empathy, I say them with a little bit of hesitation, because a lot of people hear empathy, and it's like, cool, it's open season as an employee, whatever I want, it's good, it's like this collective mentality, and it's like, no, we're working hard, we have a purpose, and the best way to achieve that is by working hard, but you want to put it in working hard paired with a positive environment that reinforces you when you do things well and lets you know when you're doing things yeah. wrong in a way that makes you want to do them better and not smashes you smashes you down that's a great place to work
1: yeah yeah that'd be it for me too the yeah. teamwork the ability to push each other to do something greater that, that feels awesome when you feel like you're growing with a crew and they feel supportive and you feel like you're all trying to do something together what else would you want out of your job you know otherwise Feels I, it feels less than
2: I I told him that I saw I saw a little cartoon on Instagram over the weekend where it was it was like a a conversation between a, a boss and an employee and the boss was saying it seems like you're just here for a paycheck and then the person the employee was just like well yeah and I it just hit me because I'm the type of person that gets obsessed wherever I am. And where it's like, yes, that's the general thing. You're you're you have a job and you get compensated for your time. But do people just not like what they do?
0: Do I a majority
2: of people just just justify ends justify the means? With I don't work?
0: think it's that. In well, okay, so everybody gets to make a choice about how they want to approach their work. We've talked about that at yeah. length here, but also. It's not like people are floating in a vacuum. There's a culture around work in the country that we live in and it's combative.
1: Yeah. You know, absolutely. most people's
0: experiences with work are terrible. So if you have a, a culture in which most people's situation interactions with their work are terrible, they're not going to love work and if you have enough shitty experiences, like it's not surprising that your attitude would be fuck, I'm just going to work for a paycheck because you probably heard your dad say, I'm just fucking going to work for a paycheck. You probably heard your mom say the same thing. It's not like it comes from nowhere. It's not like yeah. these people are super grumpy and want to be depressed. It's That's what work is. It's a necessary means to an end. I'm working for the man, clocking in, tuning out. It's, you know, it. I don't think people want to hate their jobs at all.
1: No, I was I, raised that way too. It was like, it's a job. You're not supposed to like it. Right. And it's like, you know what kind of person are you that you're so entitled that you want to get a job that you like get a job that pays you the money and that's that's just not what i believe in and yeah. that's why this company is what, the way it is
0: i will say that there's like there's a caveat for me in that that is if you're younger or new to the workforce you probably will have a job that you maybe don't like or maybe don't love but sure. how you engage with that work is still a choice and i think that even in a job that's an entry level job we don't need that culture of people not giving a shit about the people that work for them. I think that's just so annoying because I think you can have these jobs that most people would see as menial and put meaning behind them i mean it's well and you certain know. people like
1: those that kind of work too. you might just have the wrong person there you know that's part of it too is just. I get it. Sometimes you have to have a job and then you you have to pay the bills. And that is true. And that will be true of everybody at some point in their life, including me. But you also could find people, you know, it's usually people who hate their job and are in charge who make it shitty for everybody else. Right. And so if you can find a way to start working on cultures in business in general, where people find the meaning and you find the right person who cares about doing that work well, then you have an elevated experience for everybody who works in and around that business and the person. Right. And that's, absolutely always on the table and there's no excuse for it with the exception of you haven't put in the work and decided how to back your company with values and behaviors and finding the people that will make that difference within it and it's a lot of work work to do that it's a lot of work and a lot of places are already open and they don't want to go back and rework their business to figure that out so but you you, have
0: this cycle
1: but you do have cycles and
0: someone has to go first to step out of the cycle and when you're talking about an employee owner relationship it's on the leadership to go first mm-hmm. to where if you have a grumpy employee show up you know then the boss is like i fucking hate my employees they're all grumpy so how do you think i'm going to act towards my employees probably pretty grumpy grump in return grump. yeah. and then it becomes a self-reinforcing belief where your employees are like my boss is super grumpy i don't fucking care i'm just going to come to work i'm not i don't give a shit and it just goes around and around and around so until someone steps out of that and says okay this can be different this isn't working how can we do this it's just gonna be the same so it's not surprising to me mm-hmm. that most people hate their jobs it makes perfect sense to me i don't think they're bad people i don't think they're the vicious no. cycle it's a, i don't it's, think they're even inherently grumpy in their personality i think it's just dude i mean it's the same thing with school it's like why don't kids love school well because school fucking sucks dude like It's not that there's anything wrong with the kids. It's like, go sit in a classroom. Don't talk. Don't say anything creative. Don't do anything for eight hours. Okay. Sounds fun to me. (laughs) And then they're like, your kids are dumb. No, this whole thing is fucked. It's not the kids. (laughs) And it's not necessarily the teachers, although they have more responsibility in it. There's this whole system. And until people start stepping outside of that system and switching it up, it's going to be like that. That's how work is. Yeah, that's how relationships are. That's I, how a lot
2: of things are. I find it funny that there's the grocery store right over here, New Leaf. They have a mission. It's plastered on the wall, right by the bathrooms, and it's just like that's a why would you mount it there? Why would you put it there? It's like when you went to the hospital that one time or oh, the yeah. ER mission and, on the wall. Mission on the wall, but then. It's like, do they really live by it? And then it's just funny because I'll go to the meat counter and it's the most grumpy, like, just hates life person working there to the point where I will actively not go, like, I will not go to the meat counter there even though I know I need something from it when that person's working because it's just like, I don't want to interact with this person. What's their mission?
0: I don't know. It doesn't Maybe their mission is the to be grumpy to people.
2: <laughs> but it's just like, I've tried interacting with them and like trying to pull them out of their comfort zone and it just doesn't work. And I'm like, this is
1: what's going on here? What's, why, why, why is this? I don't want to cut your meat, dude. They threw me in the meat department because they stereotyped me. Anyway. Stereotyped me and threw me in meat. Chris uh, almost worked for a meat department at Whole Foods.
0: I had a job interview. I got the job. Whole Foods? Whole yeah. Foods, meat counter. One day and you were out. I didn't even make it to one day. Couldn't do it. I called and quit, and then called. I said, "I'm so sorry. I can't come in." And then I called Julia and said, "If I drove to Santa Barbara, would you employ me? I'll do whatever you want." And she said, "Yeah, dude, come on." And I thank, thank God, Julia saved my life right in that moment. It was one time of many, great, where she just hooked me up.
1: Come on down. Just the like that, fine. I was a
0: barista again.
1: It was hey, awesome. Dude, make that sweet bean.
2: Meet to meet to bean. All right. Well. Thanks, everyone. I think hey, we got man, maybe for two sure. episodes here.
1: Meet the bean. Meet to bean, Meat to bean uh, ratio. Little Brees'
2: room's calling. Okay, bye. Hey, everyone. That's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at cattencloud.com. or head to our website catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know while you're on our site check out everything we have to offer dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself we have something for everyone so check it out also find us in the usual places youtube instagram we're always there sharing amazing things all right that's it thanks everyone for being awesome we'll be back next week